Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moors, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is Bad Boy Country. Mo with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Yeah! Awesome. I got the chance. I got the same chills. Yeah. I got the same chills going down my spinal cord that I had yesterday when. Oh, my gosh, what a great open to that football game in the season. The crowd, one of the greatest crowds in Arrowhead Stadium history and a spontaneous chant of USA. USA, the Kansas City Symphony playing the national anthem, the B2 flyover. It was a day to remember. It was huge. You got it. We're back, and we're live. It's so fun. Uh, and this score just in, just this is breaking news. Chiefs 33, Browns 29. Yeah. A reminder, we're here tonight at the Hy-Vee Market Grill on 151st Street in Olathe, just down the street from Olathe South High School and the intergalactic headquarters of Garmin. Uh, but we're here with a great crowd tonight, a sellout crowd. And we also are we're following COVID protocol so that everybody knows uh, we're being distanced and following all of the, all of the check marks uh, going down so that we are COVID compliant. Okay, a reminder though, and some of you are already enjoying this among our live audience, that we have specials that are not only uh, good here tonight at the 151st store, but all of the 20 Hy-Vee stores in the metro area. On the nights that we have shows, uh, all of the KC Market stores will offer three specials, $6.10 all it costs. First of all, two-piece hand-breaded chicken tenders, uh, sauce, two sides, and a biscuit, or an Asian two-entree meal. Uh, choice of two entrees, rice, appetizer, fortune cookie, and calzones. So check out that special. So get a calzone. Come on. You get two calzones for $6.10. Doesn't get any better than that. 
at Hy-Vee. Also, you can score the savings. Check that out at Hy-Vee as well. A reminder, just heard it, bad boy Moors. Mo with an attitude brings us uh, the uh, Chiefs Kingdom show every week. All right. We're getting ready to hear from Andy Reid, but there's a few things we need to go over before uh, we go to break. And we might need a weird wolf howl here before. There we go. Andy Reid in opening weeks of the season as a Kansas City Chiefs head coach is 8-1. and one. Okay. That is the best record in the National Football League over that span. We were tied with the Packers. Whoops. All right. Eh, flame out. And uh, so we're number one in that category. Andy Reid won his seventh straight opening game of the season with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs have 15 straight. This is crazy. 15 straight September wins the whole month. And Andy Reid is the Chiefs head coach in September's 23-5 and five overall. Patrick Mahomes yesterday, 337 yards passing and three touchdowns. In September, this is an all-time National Football League record. It goes back to 1950. I don't know what they're doing in 1949, but we don't know. But from 1950 till now, he has 35 touchdowns, no interceptions in September. And uh, by the way, he's 11-0, part of that 15 uh, straight wins uh, in September. So, And he's also had nine September 300-yard passing games. We have got a show tonight that is huge. Also, when you've got the Browns who think they haven't won, didn't it remind you of Super Bowl 54? The Browns think they've got it won. They're like, oh, nice scheme. We're good. We're good. Man, we've got them on their heels. And I'm telling you, scheme gets you to third base, but it will not get you home. You've got to have playmakers that get you home. We'll talk about it tonight with Coach Reed and with Patrick Mahomes. But when you get... Uh, Juan Thornhill and knock the ball out from Nick Chubb, recovered uh, by Ben Neiman. Or you get Dirty Dan Sorensen grabbing a chicken leg of uh, Baker Mayfield and forcing a pick by Mike Hughes. Or all of you in the crowd. How many were in the crowd yesterday? Yeah. When you have a punter so freaked out, he can't even catch the punt snap. And he's like, here, you guys have it. I don't want it. Uh, and you get Chris Jones to get a big sack. All of those things put together, you were able to... Put the hammer down. Thank you. Thank you to Lyle Holtus from Fat Brain Toys uh, and brother Lyle, the general manager for the hammer tonight, because we'll have the official hammer next week in Lee's Summit. Okay, when we come back, the future Pro Football Hall of Fame coach that is our head coach, fifth all-time in the National Football League and wins, will join us. Andy Reid is next after this timeout on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Edwards Alaire in the game. Shifts now to a left flat, following snap to the right hash. Mahomes will step up against it, moving laterally. Now throws it, looking for Tyreek Hill makes the catch, burning the defender, peeling back left 20, 15, 10, 5, and into the end zone, touchdown! Kansas City, 75-yard touchdown. Welcome back to our first Kingdom show of the year. Tonight we are at 151st Street, hy Market Grill in Olathe, just down the street from Olathe South High School, home of the Falcons, and they've produced several NFL players. And with us now is uh, 
the top five coach in NFL history in terms of wins, the winningest coach in Kansas City Chiefs history, and 8-1 and one in opening weeks as Kansas City Chief Head Coach, Head Coach Andy Reid. And Coach, I'm going to start this way because you have taught me a few things in nine years, and one is to not take for granted the moment. And driving home last night, thinking of the moment of that game, the emotion, those two teams so well-prepared, the chant of USA before the game, your thoughts overall on that opening game at Arrowhead Stadium? Yeah, the USA thing was spectacular, man. I mean, that was a goose bumper right there. They, mm. um, it was really neat. Appreciated that. And, um, uh, I, I thought the game, uh, I knew it was going to be a tough game. I mean, I just had a sense that it was, it was going to be one of those games. And <clears throat> that's what it was. It, it came right down to the end and it was two good teams playing each other and, um, you know, it was just a knockdown, drag out brawl there for for four quarters. And I'm glad we were able to <clears throat> make a few plays at the end and on both sides of the ball and special teams and and to be able to come back. I mean, Lamon's tackle uh, on special teams and him standing up and going, this is what I do. You know, I mean, that's that, that was tremendous. Uh, you know, Chris Sorensen. Um, Thornhill, Juan, and, uh, um, you know, Hughes. I mean, and then offensively, you had Kels make some big plays and Tyreek make big plays and, you know, Patrick and the O-line kind of solid, getting that thing solid uh, up front for for uh, Pat to do his thing. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was just, it was good all the way around. And, you know, you give 25 some credit too. Huh? He, he, uh, Clyde had some nice runs, tough runs, but 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 nice runs um, uh, in that third third and fourth quarter there. So it was it was good to see against again a, a good football team. I've been impressed with what Coach Stefanski has done, and you gave him a shot being an intern back at the Eagles, kid from Penn, uh, back in two thousand five. But there's an old military adage: you'd, you'd capture the cannon of the enemy and then turn it and use it on them did he steal your playbook with these multiple tight ends so they, they targeted those guys 10 times for 120 yards how difficult is it when somebody does what you've used with kelsey and others how tough is that to defend when you got tight ends that can run those uh, run the route tree yeah well he did a nice job with them they, they were uh, <clears throat> they were maneuvering there for that first half and well really into the second half uh, that third quarter part of it at least um, they did a nice job. So um, I like the adjustments that Spags made to try to neutralize it the best way he could. But you captured their cannon and turning it on them. That third quarter, you had the possession 24 plays to three. And the ability to run the ball some, how big was that to get back in it to cut into the lead and set up the fourth quarter? Yeah, I thought, that, listen, I thought that was important. Uh, E.B. and I talked about it during halftime, and they saw we needed to, um, you know, get the big guys going a little bit better than what we were doing at that particular time. I, I thought it would uh, open up a few of the play passes, even a little better nakeds and play passes. And and so, uh, and then the time of possession is icing on the cake there. I mean, that was, but those other things were important. We we're trying to score touchdowns and. And um, I just thought at that time that was that was the best thing uh, best thing to do. 
That being said, the big guys, uh, the young offensive line, getting a lot of discussion. What do you think over all of those guys? Yeah, I thought you could see him growing through the game. That, that was a that's a good defensive front right there. Now you you got two all pros on the outside. You got guys on the inside that can not only rush the passer but that are solid against the the run. Linebackers that can run. So, and then they've got a good scheme. I mean, Joe Woods does a nice job with the scheme. So, um, it's quite a way to start if you're you know if you're a rookie. Um, that's quite a load and or new guys to the organization, you know, with a new system. So I thought though, as the game went on, you kind of see him gel in there a little bit as, as, as it, we, you know, we worked our way through it and that's how it's going to be for, for the first few games. I mean, they're, they're going to get a lot of things thrown at them and tested and, and, uh, and, you know, they've got to just rise up and keep, keep doing what they did uh, yesterday. It has been fun to watch them grow even since OTAs. Now on the defensive side, You've also said this, too. You can scheme your way to third base, but you better make plays to get all the way home. And defensively, the plays that you made at opportune times, what about that from your defense to flip the game? Yeah, listen, I thought Spags had a, a good game plan. Um, it didn't go the way he wanted it to that first half. You know, he, he met with the guys during halftime and and uh, made a couple little adjustments here and there. And, and uh you know, and so it picked up. I mean, Chris Jones did a nice job, and uh, we were able to, um, you know, change some things around. And most of all, guys, there, there was pressure on the quarterback, um, and then there, the guys on the back end just tightened everything up just a little bit and put themselves in a position where they could make a play on the ball, and that's what that's what happened. And um, you know, again, my hat goes off to the guys for for not giving up. You know, if things don't go quite the way you want them, especially in the first game, guys can hang their head. They never did that. They just kept fighting. And what about Thornhills uh, gets a shoulder pad on the ball to knock it out from Chubb, who doesn't fumble much. And then you get the uh, pressure on Baker Mayfield to force the pick. Dirty Dan again shows up uh, with the pressure on him. Exactly. No, it, um, and then Hughes makes the interception. I mean, it's. He jumps in front of the receiver, makes a pick, and and Dan, it doesn't it doesn't happen without Dan flicking that guy's foot, you know, the quarterback's foot, and Baker, you know, was going down with his arm already. He's starting to go down, and I thought he could make the throw, and it just didn't work out for him. And and then Thornhill, listen, he, you know, he he's gone through a lot here with the knee surgery and all the things that he's had. Um, and, and so for him to have a game like this, I thought was important for him as an individual player, but also for our defense. And he tackled well and he, you know, he did get his, his shoulder pad on the ball and it popped out on a guy that doesn't fumble. And then he had the big pass breakup. So um, I, I thought that was important for him. And then Chris's sack late. I mean, it forces him into second and 16, changes the complexion of that drive for yeah. them. What about his play there? Yeah, you know, I said this last night that I just, uh, you know, I've been around a few defensive linemen, good ones, and <clears throat> I thought that second half, particularly that third, latter part of the third quarter and fourth quarter, I just thought were, uh, he really played good football, man. I mean, that's uh, that's a hard thing to stop when when it's going like that for him. So, um, you know, there, there's some things that he can tighten up and everybody can tighten up, all of us, um, in the first half, and, and we'll do that. We'll, we'll get that all worked out on both sides of the ball and special teams and then, you know, come back uh, stronger and better for, for the next game. And uh, well, I'm going to ask you about the younger guys, let's say on the defensive end, because with no Tyron, 
uh, no Willie Gay Jr., no Frank Clark. That put a lot on the plate of a guy like Nick Bolton or a Juan Thornhill. You talked about communication on pregame on the back end. Uh, but what's the greater good that you handle those? They had a lot of responsibility, but now they have that in their backpack moving forward. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, we never, yeah, it's, it's tremendous because we'll never use that as an excuse. I mean, and <clears throat> reality is you lose a couple of Pro Bowl guys and, and and a young linebacker that you feel is pretty good and uh, Willie and and, uh, and but that that's what a team does they step up and and guys uh, step in and and make up for whatever loss there is and do their job and put their own personality on it and, and roll within the scheme and so you, you saw that with our guys and uh, they were we were tested early um, and everybody kind of hung tough and. And work through it. And the pressure you were able to apply on them, just mentally and emotionally. And when the punter drops the snap, how much of that is is him feeling pressure? You putting pressure on the pressure of the stadium? Yeah, I give it to the pressure of the stadium. All right, I give that one to our fans. Um, uh, they got both of us. They got us on the little shift we did when <laughs> we couldn't hear the snap, and then they got they got the big one, which was the punter. So. Um, but they were loud, and I, we appreciate all of that. So it's, uh, you know, we, you can feel it. And I, I think that's important for the fans to know we can feel that. And, and uh, the players feel that on the field. And, and that's, uh, that's a real positive. Some friendly fire. I guess that's a new uh, definition of friendly fire, huh? Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you about Patrick in this game and, and just his pocket presence, understanding in the pocket we know what he can do when he gets outside that 75 yarder was patrick-esque but it seemed like his pocket presence was really good yesterday how much has he grown there yeah listen he he made a big emphasis on that point of being better uh in the pocket um uh, this offseason uh through camp and and the preseason games and and he did a good job with that um against one of the better defensive lines, you know, in the, in the league. So, and, and we'll keep getting better um, and allow him to stand there even more. So it's, uh, but, but it was good to see him do that. It was good to see him step up and, and be able to throw the ball and do those things that you need to do. And, uh, you know, in this offense and uh, if we're going to make it the best we possibly can. It's just easy for me to take Travis Kelsey for granted. You expect a lot of him. He gives a lot to you. His ability to get open, it goes back to one of my earlier questions of what the Browns did to us. But his ability, you use him as an ISO wire or slot or on the motion, his ability to get open, not just against safeties and backers, but sometimes against corners. Yeah, listen, I mean, he's done it for so many years now that we do. You can take it for granted. Um, but he, he was, uh, you know, he almost had 100 yards last night and or yesterday afternoon and and um and then you put that up with Tyreek's almost 200 yards and, and I mean it's it's you go all right everybody knows that these two guys are going to be targeted so uh you add that into the equation with Trav and you go the different things they're trying to do on the for instance the the one the long one to Tyreek um we had been hitting Kels on that route and hit Kels hit Kels and and then they doubled Kells, which singled up Tyreek. So they were able to play off of each other's uh, ability there. But Trav's, uh, you know, he, he's 
he's done it so consistently for so many years that, um, and he's just, he's always working on getting better for all the young guys listening out there, young players. They, uh, these guys have that talent, but they, they work it. They work their game to try to uh, be even more on the same page with the quarterback. And what can I do different against this defender or this leverage? And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the fun part of watching uh, these great ones do their job. Speaking of great ones and how they've worked at their game, 9 of 12 on third down last night. But on your touchdown drives, you were 6 of 6 on third down. And I bring up Tyreek Hill. We see the 75-yarder. We know the Cheetah can run. But how much growth has he had in saying, hey, third and three, get a six, get a seven, move the chains, keep the drive alive, give us, let us t- uh, time to dial up some more stuff? Yeah, no, he's been he's been great with that. Um, really, all the guys have done a nice job. But uh, Tariq, uh, we go to him quite often. And <clears throat> for him, uh, you, you've seen his development. I mean, he came here, he was – like a return specialist and a running back or a wide, I mean, you know, he kind of played everything and he wasn't as refined as he is right now as a route runner. He's really worked hard at that and and, and put himself as one of the better ones in the league here. Final question. We're going to keep uh, the fans at distance tonight from him. I'm proud to be in tier two and wanting to stay there, but the fans will scout tonight because the Ravens, our next opponents, playing an ad against the Raiders. They're going to hand you your scouting, their scouting reports, if that's okay. Uh, but now you get ready for a Raven team, which has been wow! I can't believe they lost three running backs already, and they lose Peters. Uh, but going into Baltimore to play Sunday night football and preparing for that game. Yeah, it's a tough venue to play in. Uh, our guys will go through their preparation and make sure that we. You know, we say go through the process. Well, that, that happens. And the guys will be back in tomorrow, and they'll they'll start that process on on the Ravens. And and um, you know, we know they're a good football team. I mean, that's the bottom line. And we'll we'll have to have a good week of preparation to to play them. But we'll go through that process starting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we'll be ready to play on Sunday. Congrats on a heck of a win on a kind of an unforgettable day and honoring Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, I know you respected Coach Schottenheimer, and, and that was just yeah. part of the emotion of the day. Yeah, he was a great one. Uh, one of my all-time favorites. And he was an English major, which I appreciate. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for being with us tonight. Uh, go get the Ravens, and we'll attack the week. Out of those redheads, too. Coach, they're out here. Head Coach Andy Reid, stay tuned. We'll have more on the Chiefs Kingdom show after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom show presented by Bad Boy Mowers. 15-3 Brown, 6.42 to go, second quarter. Single back, Edward Jolaire on second down and goal at the five. Play action fake, Mahomes retreating. Now sprinting to his right, eluding the rush. Pump faking. Now cut it inside the five. He's into the end zone. Touchdown. Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes so patient, so patient. He waited. He exploded. And the Chiefs have their first touchdown of the regular season in a five-yard scramble by the MVP. And welcome back to the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Olathe, 151st Street. Our first uh, Chiefs Kingdom show of the year. And with us, of course, is the MVP quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, number 15, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick, thanks for being on with us. It's become tradition that you get our season started on the Chiefs Kingdom show, and what better way to do it after a tough victory yesterday over the Browns? 
Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's always, uh, first off, it's always good to be, uh, be with you again, Mitch. Uh, it's always a fun time, and it was, it was a great game. Uh, we got to battle it through. I was glad to have the fans back, and we found a way to get a win. By the way, Sterling okay? Uh, checking in on her here to see how things are going. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's doing amazing. Uh, she's, uh, she's the best. She got to go to the game. She got to cheer me on, had the headphones on and everything, so she had a, good, uh, had a fun time. Well, uh, train him up, uh, Young. What a battle. I mean, you expected it. You'd talk about it all week. I mean, this this Cleveland defense is decent, and the pieces that they added, uh, just about the battle and to, to overcome that and what you faced yesterday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they had a lot of great players on that team. Um, that's, a, that's a playoff caliber team, a uh, team that uh, you start off the gates with. You kind of test to where you're at. And obviously, we, we, we realize that we have a lot of stuff that we have to work on. But at the same time, we found a way to win. And uh, I think that's where you take the positives out of it is even though I feel like we didn't play our best football, we found a way to win in the end. I want to mention this. Or I mentioned some of this before you came on. I'll mention more later after we let you go. But the success in September uh, is amazing. To be undefeated in September in your career, to have 35 touchdowns and no picks, but for Coach Reed to be so successful in September – how much is that the way you attack OTAs, the way you attack training camp? And preparation just isn't the week before the game. How much of that is, and one of my favorite things you say is, like, every day matters. Um, but what about this team and how prepared it was to play and is prepared to play in September? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a thing, uh, like you said, OTAs, uh, we, we go hard. I mean, we, we do what we do. We, we pro- do it just like practice. Then we get to practice – um, and training camp and, and coach Reed has a, has a tough, uh, training camp. And so everybody gets the best out of each other every single day we compete. I think that's another big thing is offense and defense compete against each other. And when you have two high level groups competing every single day, you make each other better. Um, and then go through the preseason, you kind of go through the process. You understand what it takes so that when we get to that week one, we're ready to go. Um, and so now it's about continuing to get better, continuing to take it day by day, um, and, uh, keep building as the season goes on. But you guys do that with the defense without getting agitated. I've seen teams get fractured because the defense can't stand the offense. You know, you guys don't have that. How do you compete against each other and not get ticked off at each other? Yeah, I think it comes with uh, guys being around each other for a while. I mean, you get mad at each other, but at the end of the day, you understand that uh, we're all trying to get better for each other. Uh, we're all trying to become the best that we possibly can be. Um, and it's always fun for me to get to talk trash to Frank Clark and Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew because they usually have good things to, uh, to talk trash back, uh, back to me with. Okay. But one thing that's apparent is the fact that you, you can be so competitive in saying, hey, we're going to come back no matter what, but you've done this time and time again. But this whole team thinks that way. What about the mindset of this locker room? Yesterday for 53, I said on the play-by-play, when finally Kels got the touchdown, he took the lead, 53 game minutes of trailing. But what about the mindset of this from 1 to 53 and beyond, practice squad guys, that they can overcome anything, get this done? Yeah, I mean, it's something that it's it's great to have with the core group of guys. Uh, And then it kind of uh, bleeds throughout the team, um, is that we know that we're going to find a way, uh, no matter if it starts pretty, if it starts ugly, uh, no matter if we have to find a way at the end or if we have to hold on to the lead, we're going to find a way to win the game. Um, and it takes everybody. I mean, it's not just the offense. It's not just defense. It's not just the special teams. Um, it takes every single person on our team to go out there and fight until the very end. Um, and if we give everything we have, we're happy with the result. Um, and so it's a, it was a battle yesterday. Uh, we've been in these games before. Um, and at the end of the day, the defense stepped up, made some stops when needed. Uh, the offense put up just enough points, and the special teams got a big turnover when we needed it. 
Offensive line, five new starters, young guys. It's been fun to watch them grow since OTAs. How did they? How were they in the huddle yesterday, and how did it go with those guys? Yeah, you wouldn't even realize they were rookies. I mean, they were. There was no nerves. There was no uh, second guessing themselves. They're making the calls. They're doing what what they what they needed to do. And and we ended up uh, be going out there and, and playing against a really good defensive line and and making plays happen. I mean, it, it was a. Uh, uh, a true test for them week one to play against a defense of that caliber, especially that defensive line. Um, I thought they handled it well. Um, obviously, we'll be still things that we can get better with as far as communication, as far as passing off games, doing different type of stunts and stuff like that. Um, but they'll continue to get better, uh, better at that uh, as the season goes on and they build that communication with each other. But Patrick, as I reviewed the video, I think I counted they blitzed you 12 times out of 61 snaps. But those guys did a pretty good at picking up the A-gap blitzes. I mean, there were some middle blitzes that looked like that could be nasty, but those guys picked it up. How much of that was a step to move forward with? Yeah, it, it definitely was. Uh, I thought they did a great job up front of just kind of keeping it firm in that pocket, giving me a pocket to step up into. Um, and then that stuff I have to even continue to work on is just stepping up into that pocket. I thought we did a great job of Orlando and Lucas kind of edging those guys around the edge of the pocket. And if I step up in there, they're firm. And those three in the middle are very firm up front. So, uh Definitely good to have them rolling. I thought the run game was getting rolling there in the second half, and I think if we continue to build on that as the season goes on, it will be a hard offense to stop. And what about that? Because talking about mindset, you guys had the you had the 24 snaps to three for the Browns in the third quarter. A lot of those were runs, runs of yours and Clyde's and, and Daryl's, but how big was that to be able to run the ball enough? Yeah, exactly. I mean, for sure. I mean, it, it's kind of the flow of the game. I mean, if you look at it, that third quarter of kind of having that long drive, it kind of takes some of that momentum that they had on their offense of, of rolling and, and stuff like that. And so be able to run the ball and have those long drives. I mean, obviously, we love the one-play touchdown, the Tyree for 75 yards. But the, to have the long, it was like 13, 14-play drive, 75 yards, and we get a touchdown at the end of it, um, those are the drives that kind of really kind of dig in there on the opposing defense. Let's take the 75-yarder. Walk us through that. Coach said before you came on, some of the stuff Kels was doing prior to that kind of set that up. But what about what you saw and to attack that single safety? Yeah, they um, the whole entire game we were in that set, they were kind of doing too high, too high, kind of taking away uh, Tyreek. And that's why you kept seeing Kelsey over the middle of the field just constantly. We were feeding him over the middle of the field. And they finally they, they brought that safety up on, uh, finally to try to cover Kels and take away that. And so when I rolled out to the right, I saw Tyreek with that hand up. I said, I saw a little tiny hand up with a yellow glove and the peace sign looking at me. Um, and so I, I knew that if I, had, if I threw it far enough, he could make a play on it. I, I didn't throw it far enough. I threw it short enough, and he was able to stop, uh, track the ball, catch it. And once he gets in the open field, it's touchdown. We kid about Tyreek, but we had him on our uh, Rewind show last night. And the fact that he's picking up these third downs has been awesome to see him grow. You guys were 6-6 six six on your touchdown drives on third downs, and several of those were to Tyreek. I mean, you get third and four, he gets six. You need seven, he gets nine. What about him just not being the speed track guy and being able to pick up third downs consistently and a guy you can trust? Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it for the last few years now, I mean, and you, you as well. I mean, everybody sees the speed. They see the long touchdowns, and they think he's just a, a fast guy that gets over, gets behind defenses and scores touchdowns. But as teams have played those deep coverages on us, he's learned how to run the routes and get the first downs and be a big body 
uh, catching the ball in traffic. Um, and I think that's what's taking his game to the next level. And so when you see games like yesterday, uh, where I think he had almost 200 yards receiving with over like, with 11 catches or whatever it was, that, that's that's a number one receiver type of day for any team, no matter what how tall he is, how big he is. I mean, that dude that dude could be a number one no matter where he's at in the NFL because he's that, he's that type of receiver. It's easy for me, and I think the Chiefs' kingdom, to take Kels for granted. He's like the post in NBA that can go left shoulder, right shoulder. Uh, he's just amazing the way you move him around and use him. Uh, what about Travis Kelsey, and what do we underappreciate about him? Yeah, it's funny you say that. That's exactly how he plays basketball. He's just—he's like a layups, just left, right, doesn't matter. You know, just fundamental. Uh, no, but, but the uh, the thing with Kelsey we take for granted is when it, it, it's kind of the yin and yang of Tyreek and, and Travis. It's, it's it's hard to play man coverage with Tyreek and McColl and D Rob and all the speed that we have, and it makes these zone coverages. And then and then Travis just kills the guys in the middle because he's he knows how to read the coverages and stay open and. And it, it's that. I mean, there's there's times that he's not even running the route exactly how we've even practiced it or we've ever practiced it. Um, but I can just know that I meet him in that zone. And he, he always gives me his eyes and he's, he's there. Um, and so I think that's what's underappreciated about his game is that he's reading coverages on the fly. He's seeing the defenses make adjustments and he's adjusting off that. Um, and, and probably 98% of the time he's making the right read. Man, it's fantastic. So fun to watch it. Easy to take it for granted. All right. You realize, and you know I'm a Texas high school football fan. Even though I grew up in Kansas, I'm a freak about it. But really, wasn't that just White House yesterday beating Lake Travis? Because, I mean, you knew Baker at Texas Tech, but you just beat Lake Travis yesterday too. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's always good. I mean, I didn't get to beat Baker in college, so it's, I'm glad that I was able to get the win in the NFL. But, uh, no, he went to a high school at Lake Travis – that they win a lot of football games, a little bit more football games than White House wins. Yeah, but I looked up White House. You guys are zero and three. We got to get you going. You lost to even Forney, Texas. Uh, I think uh, Watts went to North Forney, but still, we got to get the Wildcats going, man. Zero and three. We got to get them. We got to get them going. They they lost that game to Forney, and they were up twenty one zero. So we got to figure out something and, and get get the momentum swung, swung around. That district hasn't started yet, so you know if you make a little run in district and make a run into the playoffs. There you go. Got to have it. Uh, we're going to close out this way. I, I, one of the things that impressed me about you from the very beginning when I first met you is you have a knack for surrounding yourself with good people. And I'm going to get into the 15 and Mahomes Foundation. The times you've asked me to do things with those guys, uh, these are guys that are kind of like your teammates. I mean, they tr you trust them, but these guys you've known. But that foundation's awesome, not only for what you do, but what about the quality of people that are involved in that foundation? Because that's been the most impressive thing to me. Yeah, I mean, they're great people. They want to help um... – as many people as possible. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, they do whatever it can every single day to, to take stuff off my plate and still let me go out there into the community and give back uh, to a community that's given back so much to me. Um, and, and uh, like to open up the, the park and then uh, Martin Luther King park, uh, open up that our park there, the 15 of Mahomes park. Um, that was an idea that uh, Marcus who helps run my charity um, brought to me and, and he kind of had the vision for it. And I was like, man, that, this would be awesome if we can get done. It was bigger than I could even uh, think of, of stuff to do for, for this community. So at, at this early of an age and uh, to be able to see that I, I drive by it pretty much every single day. Um, <laughs> and to be able to see that it just kind of puts a smile on my face every single day when I drive by and see people out there enjoying it. But where did you learn to, I mean, you've got to be able to trust people as you've grown in your career and still growing. And I mean, you've set NFL records. You, I, I didn't even congratulate you on being the best quarterback in this league after 40, 
the best quarterback after 50 games. You did it in 47. But the people I meet that you try to surround yourself with, it seems like you've got a litmus test. You are very guarded, but the people that you have that get close to you are awesome people. Yeah, I mean, you said it. I, I keep a lot of the same people that I've grown up with around me. Um, and then I kind of lean on those people to help help me kind of evaluate and meet different people that I can trust. And um, to, I, I met those people through my my agent and we we interviewed five to six different groups of people for for my charity, for my agency, for my financial advisor. And we, we kind of wanted to know their values more than anything. I wasn't about being from a big company or be having your success rate or whatever that it was. We wanted to know your values as a person. And I try to surround myself with people that have great values um, that truly care about other people. Um, Cause at the end of the day, that's all we have in this world is taking care of each other. And so that's something that it's important to me. The other thing is the way that you cast a footprint everywhere you go. I was kidding you about White House, but I'm not kidding you about White House. It matters to you. And then when you went to tech, it matters to you. We see all the pride that you have and guns up, uh, and you're doing that here. Where, where did that come from to say, hey, uh, this means something more to me than just a career playing football? Yeah, I think, it, I think it has something to do with growing up in Texas. I mean, like you said, you know that Texas high school football, you have so much pride in, in where you come from, your area. It's not it's not like a lot of other states where you go to every private school and you kind of like you have your own private school and you compete against other private schools. It's where you grow up, that area, that, that area is where you grow up with those kids for your entire life and you play every sport with. And so I always had that pride in my area. And then when I went to Texas Tech, uh, we, we, we knew that everybody thought that they could just beat up on us because we were Texas Tech, and we, we wanted to change that. And so we, we had that mindset of we're going to go out there and compete. And you've seen Texas Tech now, uh, if, if it's not football, but basketball, baseball, every sport, we're competing for Big 12 championships. Um, and then you get to the Kansas City Chiefs, and obviously I came into a great culture, um, but we wanted to take another step and try to get to the Super Bowl, and we've done that now. And so we have pride in our area. Kansas City's a – uh, they love Kansas City. They love the people. They love the community. And I feel like uh, the Chiefs kind of show that cause we, we love each other and, and we love playing at Arrowhead Stadium. Are you able to get tickets to the women's soccer matches? I do. I do. They're, they're, they're getting hot. They're figuring it out. They, uh, <laughs> they've kind of brought in the right girls now. And Brittany lets me, luckily enough, get a ticket probably every once every month. So I'm able to get to a game. <laughs> we'll try to hook us up if you can. Hey, thanks so much for being with us. We try to go different places with this and let people um, just see who you are because we're so blessed to have you and be our quarterback. But it's way beyond the stats, way beyond the wins. It's more about uh, affecting lives and, and making it count. So we appreciate you, brother. Yeah, appreciate you having me as always. All right, thank you. Patrick Mahomes, MVP quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, when we come back, we'll have more after this on the Chiefs Kingdom Show on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Third and three for the Chiefs at the Cleveland 9. They can get a first down before reaching the end zone. Chiefs are 7 of 10 on third down, trailing 29 to 27. Mahomes throws it left. Stretching touchdown! Travis Kelsey touchdown! Kansas City! And for the first time in this regular season, the Chiefs have the lead at 7.04 to go in the game. Welcome back to the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Olathe at 151st Street. And when the Chiefs took that lead for the first time after trailing for 53 game minutes, that was huge. How awesome is it that the quarterback of the Chiefs' kingdom 
is the dude that we just heard for the last 15 minutes. How awesome is that guy? Oh my gosh. And speaking of awesomeness, uh, and by the way, we got folks here tonight from Palm Springs, California, that are here tonight, came to the game. I mentioned Charlottesville, Virginia. We got Maine here represented tonight and others. Uh, but here's some things just when you think about Patrick Mahomes. After 47 games, more passing yards and passing touchdowns than any quarterback that's ever played the game. Also, when you look at what he's done after that uh, time, he's got every significant quarterback record, not just uh, all of those stats, but he also has the best winning percentage after 47 games of any quarterback in history at 38-9 wins and eight losses. That is huge. That's a quarterback who is able to put the hammer down, baby. You have got it. Uh, he's got a Kansas City record 26 consecutive games with a touchdown pass. Uh, Kansas City record 11 rushing touchdowns in the regular and postseason already. And it was interesting because Kyle Brandt this morning on Good Morning Football said, hmm, let me throw this out. Then he put it on Twitter, which inflamed uh, the three markets that are involved here. Because uh, Patrick Mahomes has been compared to Baker Mayfield, both at Texas Tech for a while, then Mayfield went to OU. He's 3-0 and against Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes. Against Lamar Jackson playing tonight, that's your scouting job. We can play Lamar on Sunday Night Football. They're playing tonight against the Raiders. Uh, we can boo both those teams. He's 3-0 and against Lamar Jackson. Against Josh Allen, right? Wyoming Cowboy, good player. He's 3-0 and against Josh Allen. So, just saying, uh, Patrick Mahomes, that is huge. Hey, remember to score the savings. I need to mention that about the folks here at Hy-Vee. Every Monday, score the savings. Uh, because with Hy-Vee and the Chiefs, big points mean bigger savings. It's easy. Shop Hy-Vee the day after a game and score fuel saver discounts equal to the number of points, 33, yesterday that the Chiefs score and the amount that you spend. So cheer on the Chiefs and watch your fuel discount grow with every point the Chiefs score. And I'm thinking, oh, about 40 will sound good against the Baltimore Ravens, right, next Sunday night. Also, real quickly before we go to break and talk about the Ravens, uh, Travis Kelsey, again, 11 straight uh, games in both regular season and postseason play with at least seven catches. That streak snapped yesterday. He had six. He had six for two touchdowns, right? And then Tyreek Hill, seventh, three yards from the seventh 200-yard receiving game at Kansas City Chiefs history. But for the Cheetah, 47 total touchdowns since 2017. That's best than any National Football League-wide receiver, okay? And him and Kelsey together the last four years and one game, it is the best duo statistically in the history of the National Football League over a four-year period, all right? I'm telling you, it's all right here in front of us. And it's our team. And we're going after it, folks. We're going after it. And winning that game yesterday, we had his full throttle, man. And so we're going to get ready for the Baltimore Ravens uh, when we come back. So we will uh, return uh, with more and the final portion of our first Chiefs Kingdom show here. Again, at the uh, Hy-Vee Market Grill on Olathe at 151st Street. Make sure that you can text the word Patrick uh, to the number there for the folks here in the live audience, and you could win some prizes. So we'll be back uh, to close out our first show of the year. After this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. 
A minute 17 to go in the game. Pump faking is Mayfield. Now we'll throw it to the left flat. It's going to be intercepted. Intercepted on the far side by Mike Hughes in his first National Football League game with the Chiefs. The former Viking first-round pick picks it off, and the Chiefs are going to pull this game out after trailing for 53 game minutes. So awesome, so awesome to see that defense come alive when it was needed the most. The Chris Jones sack, that's put it second and 16. That changed the life of Baker Mayfield. And then for Dirty Dan Sorensen to do the whole submarine thing and get to his leg and like gnaw on it like a dog on a bone and then forcing uh, the interception by Mike Hughes. We made a kind of a sneaky trade in May of uh, trading with the Vikings to get the former first round pick from Minnesota. I do want to mention this. Again, we have the largest network in the National Football League, over 100 stations put together by Dan Israel, uh, a.k.a. Spartacus back there. But a lot of our stations, of course, are involved in college communities, high school communities, and Hy-V. If you're in a Hy-V market of those listening throughout our network, there's no better place to get you ready to elevate your tailgate. I mean, meats, veggies, snacks, uh, they've got it all. Burgers, brats, wings, Hy-V is your tailgate headquarters and many of them are in the markets that are listening to us tonight on our great network. I am so proud of the Chiefs' kingdom. Last week was uh, an incredible week. If you get the chance to see the new Hall of Honor, we cut the ribbon on it last Thursday night. And it's such a classy move by the Hunt family uh, to take the Hall of Honor and make it even better than it's been. And it's also a museum to the AFL, which is what I love. It's not only a museum for the Chiefs, it's also a museum of the American Football League and to our founder, Lamar Hunt, who changed everything as far as it came to pro football. The the colors on the field, names on the back of the jerseys, two-point conversions, we saw that yesterday. So many things that Lamar affected, and that is manifested in that great Hall of Fame. And I was with a lot of our former players last week to cut the ribbon to that hall and you could see tears in their eyes. It's, it's worth a visit if you have people that come to uh, visit you here in our area. And for those of you listening on the network, it's a must-do. And also, I was so proud on Red Friday. How many of you are involved in Red Friday? I mean, I don't know how many gazillion flags they sold uh, at the Ronald McDonald, for the Ronald McDonald House Charities, which those of you know are involved with that uh, philanthropy. It is so, so very important. Uh, and Hy-Vee had the uh, Chiefs Kingdom flags as well. But again, I'm going to close the show the way I began it. And that is with what happened in that stadium yesterday. It was a moment that I wish all of our country could see. Where 70 plus thousand people chanting USA, spontaneous. They were not cued to do that. It just burst out. Very much like the day in 2001 where we hosted the New York Giants in the first game after the attacks in 9-11. And our crowd that day raised uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, for the victims of the 9-11 tragedy. And we did it again yesterday to bring the spirit of our country and the spirit of the Chiefs' kingdom. So, way to go, Chiefs' kingdom, and I'm proud of you. Next week, next week, we go to the other side of town. We will be in Lee Summit 
at the Rice Road location, a little sleep deprived. We'll roll into town about five in the morning after beating the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night football. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the morning, every Friday morning at 7.30, leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.